This is Tim Flowers' Fires His Therapist, written by Henry Sheeran, performed by Tyler Felson. Here we are again. It's Thursday, it's 9am, and you're sitting in front of me looking at me with that look on your face. That expectant look. Well guess what? I've got nothing to talk about today. What do we do when that happens? You know, I love the feeling of sneezing. Recently, I was, I was thinking about how sneezing feels kind of like an orgasm. And then later that day, I was about to sneeze, but I couldn't quite get there, couldn't crest it. I was looking right into the sun, and it wasn't going to work. So, I thought about the person next to me giving me a blowjob, and I sneezed. Just like... <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. Look, man, I'm good. I'm stable. Honestly, I, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I don't have anger issues anymore because I can't have anger issues anymore because I don't get angry, I get cross. Yeah, that's right, cross. The word cross comes from the same root as across, and to be cross with someone means that you are simply contrary to them, fundamentally perpendicular. <laughs> and I'm cross with you. I'm cross with your broad shoulders and your shiny shoes and your little smile and your mm-hmms and your how did that feels and, and the way you say everything in this way that's sort of soft but also very masculine and I always like that but it's not actually helpful for me anymore because I am a happy camper except for the rare occasions when I get cross and that's not anger Daniel because anger requires an ego and I don't have that anymore that's right I have found the key where did I find it why, somewhere that is free and doesn't cost me an arm and a leg because it's out of my insurance network. I found the key in a cartoon called Midnight Gospel. <laughs> yeah. It's about mindfulness. And it inspired me to try meditation, something you've never suggested, not once. So on Monday, I, I sat there and I, I thought about nothing until I fell half asleep and then you came into my head all smug and with your, your beard and the cinnamon smell of your office and shit. And, and you were like, Tim Flowers, how are you today? And I was like, get out of my head, Daniel. And it was worked. It, it's just, you just disappeared. <laughs> but you were replaced by Cleopatra, who approached me in a veil of golden beads. And before you say anything, I don't care that it was Cleopatra who came to me. I don't care if you think she represents the fact that my mom cared more about what she wore to parties than whether or not I was doing okay at school. I don't care that I hate my brother because she loved him more. And I don't care that my dad cried every time his Camaro broke down, but not once at my mom's funeral, just like I especially don't care if you think it's interesting that I'll miss you once I fire you. <sighs> Whoa. <sighs> Whoa. Mm. I am raising my voice. <laughs> That's a symptom of anger. Yeah, well, it's also a symptom of revelation. And that's what I'm going through. Newsflash, you're the center of my universe. <laughs> Sorry. 
I'm not the center of the universe, is what I meant to say. I'm a speck, Daniel. A bug. An unwanted bug in an uncaring universe. And Cleopatra taught me that. She came to me and, and she said, Forget everything and become a baby. You will be powerless and you will be free. And I X the fuck hailed. I'm going to save $250 a week by dropping you. And after 10 weeks, I'll use that money to go to India and learn a lot about mindfulness, which is something I could have done a long time ago. But instead, I've been shelling out all this money to you, and you've been no help at all besides keeping me in the matrix of I, 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 me, 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 Tim, Tim, Tim. No longer. I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget everything. I am re-wombing. I am re-emerging from the canal. I am a baby now. I am a baby, Daniel. Do you like that? Oh, Jesus. So, uh, goodbye. See you never. <laughs> I hope you'll still read my emails after I'm no longer a patient because I might want to catch up. But don't tell me if you will or won't because I'm already out the door, Daniel. I am already out the door. Hello, and welcome to The, the Chef's, Chef's Monologue. Monologue. Podcast where we, your hosts, Bill Kenner and me, Michael Wilder Frizzell, invite our favorite writers to cook up an original short monologue based on a recipe that we provide. Then we interview those iconic writers about their process, thoughts on theater, film, TV, etc., and deliver it directly into your hungry ears. We are so excited for today's episode. We have one of the smartest, loveliest people we know here on the podcast today. Please welcome into your ears, Henry Sheeran. Hello. Yay! Hi, Henry. Um, Henry, I have one thing to say to you, and that is, I'm a baby now. (laughs) Thank you. I'm a baby, Daniel. Do you like that? I've been watching you age backwards since we moved in together. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, fans, listeners, this is our reveal. Henry and I are roommates. Um, That will not affect my journalistic integrity (laughs) on the podcast today. I will be asking the hard-hitting questions. Um, Henry, what's happening? How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm great. I just came from... uh, doing some pre-production meeting stuff for a uh, crazy web series that I'm making called The Birthday Peasant. Mm-hmm. So, With the knowledge that this episode will likely come out sometime in late summer, early fall. Oh, it will already be out. It will be. One. Okay, yeah. so you want to say some things about it? Yeah, so it's, it's, about a, uh, it's about an unhappy girl boss named Haley, and on her 29th birthday, she asked her friend Ryan Tyler, played by Phil, who's sitting mm-hmm. across from me, um, to manifest the thing that's going to bring out her best self. Um, and they accidentally manifest a peasant from the 1000s <laughs> named Cobb Cobbert, who I will be playing, who I will play in the thing that you probably can now watch on YouTube. Amazing. Yeah. So check out The Birthday Peasant yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah. Um, so that's what you were doing here today. Were you filming today? No, we were just doing a like location scout style meeting. Beautiful. Yeah. And what does the film schedule look like? Film schedule looks like 
Thursday evening, Friday evening, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Wow. So uh, like three full days of total time for and that's showbiz, kid. 18 pages. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> when when are we going to do the Mid-Atlantic accent section of today's episode? <laughs> I mean, a good a time as any is right now, Johnny. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much. Um, Would you fuck my wife? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we, so we need to talk today about Tim Flowers fires his therapist. Mm -hmm. Your monologue. Tell mm -hmm. me about what it was like writing this. What was your process? So I was immediately excited by having ingredients um, because sorry, Ben is cracking up. <laughs> in the <laughs> what have we already done? Listeners, you can't see, but our super producer Bennett is dying right now. <laughs> Maybe because earlier he had to repeat the line verbatim. Uh, where was it, Phil? I am reemerging from the canal. I am a baby now. I am a baby, Daniel. Do you like that? <laughs> he and just stood up from his chair and is wiping tears <laughs> and walking around. This is, this is too much uh, attention on him. <laughs> yes, any, any, anyway, anyway. Tell us about... Okay. This, this beautiful monologue oh, and how yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how did it Great. come to be? That whole thing. Um, I saw these ingredients, very excited by that. I like the constraint equals freedom thing for writing. Um, and <clears throat> the first thing I thought of, I was like, okay, I don't have any ideas. So the thing I usually like the best is when someone says the opposite of what they're feeling. So then I just like wrote this sort of like, thing that was like this guy being like, I'm not angry. And then I was like, okay, that's like, you know, that that's that's a piece of something. Um, and then I started like plugging in ingredients. Um, and then I wrote this, you know, a sort of version of it where he was just saying that he is no longer interested in, you know, the, you know, how are you feeling, shame reducing, psychoanalytic, whatever CB, like whatever modern therapy he was doing. And he's like, I figured it out. You have to get rid of your ego. And it's based on like a lot of people I know mm. who like are like, I don't have an ego as if they're different from you and they've like done something mm. and, mm. and are therefore like their subjectivity is like actually different from yours, mm -hmm. which I'm always skeptical of. Well, I mean, what's more fundamental, fundamentally an ego than being, I'm someone who doesn't have an ego. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That. I mean, that right. is an ego. That's right. an identity right. your brain is creating for yourself. Right, right. right. So Tim Flowers for me was this like, in my head, he's like uh, like a middle-aged guy with long hair who's divorced and like figured out that if you get rid of your ego, then you're not as responsible for your actions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you heard I, it here first. A, <laughs> you heard it here first. Secret. If you meditate, you can do anything. <laughs> you can hurt anyone and in any way as long as you meditate. <laughs> you can't get canceled if there is no you to cancel. Oh, wow. See, we figured it out. You can't cancel me. That would be the same thing as canceling the universe, of which I am one with. <laughs> you said you love writing things when people say the opposite of what they feel. Mm -hmm. A character who's clearly angry mm -hmm. saying, I'm not angry. I think that that is one of the fundamental funny things. It's like, a, yeah. like mm. such a base thing in humor is like, I'm going to have a character who's obviously very nervous and then say things like, I'm very calm. I'm very calm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that, that irony is always tasty. Yeah, in some very specific way. Yeah, I have so much. I have so much fun with it. And like, um, it's something I've really learned about filming. Wise is like, you know, in grad school studying cinematography and stuff like that. It's always more fun to have 
you know, a nervous, shaky camera filming someone trying to be calm mm -hmm. who's maybe not calm on the inside, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's like tension between the way you're displaying the feeling and what the feeling really is, whether mm -hmm. that's camera or a shaky voice or, and we're so limited here because it's just audio, which mm -hmm. is so much fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And is that the secret then? It's the tension because I'm, it's baked into the structure of the, this monologue, for example, but in sort of the larger example you're saying, it's like what you just said, the tension, it's like already, there is something that, that's drawing me in as an audience member because right. there's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hold two competing ideas in my mind, which is that I'm getting information from this character who's saying I'm calm, right. but clearly I can see or I can hear um, that this character is the opposite of that. And that's mm -hmm. already kind of creating something and making my mind active and the neurons are firing. Right. There's something fundamentally incommensurable that's happening to me right now and in this thing. I think that's honestly, that like I've, I'm always trying to figure out, people are always like, want to start the conversation about what's the difference between art and propaganda mm. and like that to me has got to be one of them mm. is that like propaganda doesn't have like a fundamental tension that it leaves you with right because it's supposed to give you direction mm -hmm. yes whereas like and that's honestly I, that's why i love midnight gospel which tim flowers also loves <laughs> um <laughs> because it's like you know a calm podcast about mindfulness with this like incredibly violent cartoon happening at the same time it's, just, it's so much fun for that reason and then when you get a character who's embracing that tension or who isn't aware of that tension themselves, right. as an audience member, you're like, this person's lying <laughs> to themselves and to me. And that makes me want to watch the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's why, um, I feel like it's why Bo Burnham's Inside is so exciting because mm -hmm. so many of those songs are so fun and upbeat. And he's mm -hmm. like talking about being the most depressed he's ever been in his life. Mm -hmm. And his mental health is in the absolute toilet and those songs mm -hmm. are bops. Mm -hmm. That was the Smiths formula too, Morrissey. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. was like, I'm gonna do jaunty pop music with like the most depressed mm -hmm. lyrics you've ever heard. We just talked about Midnight Gospel, mm -hmm. which was a piece of media that inspired Tim Flowers. I'm interested to know in your teenage years, what is a foundational piece of media? There is no cringe on the chef's monologue, so. I love that. Yeah. This is a safe space. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, well it doesn't feel like one. <laughs> Um, I'm really kidding. Um, Lord of the Rings. Mm. Yes. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings has something that I miss from like a lot of streaming era content, which is a self-conscious like, like silliness mm -hmm. to it. Like when I, like I rewatched the, the first one like a couple of years ago and the whole beginning with Gandalf is a bunch of weed jokes, mm. which I like didn't get when I was a kid. I was like, that 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 is the pipe of of you know the great falcon leaf or whatever. <laughs> like I just bought I bought into the whole seriousness, and then I rewatched it and I was like, oh no, this is like a bunch of like very like British style humor with mm. like mad like weed jokes, mm -hmm. and I was like, <clears throat> and that's like desperately missing from even Game of Thrones, which I think is brilliant. Like you you there's not this kind of like we are humans doing a silly thing called making a movie and it's kind of funny. Yes. Which like there's there's like an element of that spirit in Lord of the Rings that I just like mm -hmm. I think is lovely. It's a relentless seriousness. This is like we're we're competing with so much other content in peak TV and it's like even if Game of Thrones it has to be like if we're showing the sort of brutal you know depth of the human suffering and it's like everyone's dirty and gritty and there's no there's like maybe less of silliness or humor is what you're right saying. yeah i mean and i think that's why a lot of people stop watching breaking bad in the first season mm. is because it's just so serious i love breaking bad but mm. like 
I, I, whenever people say they didn't like it and didn't want to watch it, I never press them on mm-hmm. it. I'm like, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the difference between that and The Sopranos, too, because The Sopranos has all the like, there's lots of silliness in it. Mm. And I, I, I don't know, I like that. Are, mm-hmm. you, are you the kind of person who will give up a TV show or will you watch it to the bitter end? Because you feel obligated oh, to Oh, no, no, it. I've seen almost nothing to the bitter end. Uh-huh. No, mm-hmm. I, I like watch and then I ghost. Mm-hmm. I ghost the TV show, uh-huh. and then we you, one day forget about each other. Do you feel guilt at all, or no? You are. This is a conscious. I don't feel guilt. Like I've seen the first two and a half seasons of The Sopranos, and people are like, "You haven't seen the whole thing. You haven't seen The Sopranos." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Who? Who cares? Like, go on a bike ride." Mm-hmm. You know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I can beat you. I've only seen the pilot of The Sopranos. That doesn't count as well. And I talk about it like I've seen the whole thing. You oh, do. I'm it's like, true. I'm like, oh, like the male, like Tony Soprano's representation of the fragile <laughs> male in America. It's like I've seen an hour of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that's better than Mike, who's seen none of it and hates it. <laughs> well, I should also clarify, I've seen none of it, but I know all the memes and I send them like religiously to Henry as if we're like having an in-joke about like, oh, let's watch The Sopranos, like ha ha ha. He started a group chat with me and Abby called Gobba Ghouls, <laughs> and he's never seen the show. So oh it's just God. like him extending a bit like for attention or something. Wow. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> that's so sad. That's really depressing. Well, hey, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm eating my Gobba Ghoul. <laughs> Mike has a fundamental silliness, I'm which just, I really appreciate. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. I'm just really sad that all of the actors died this weekend. What? Oh, yeah, they did. That's true. <laughs> all like, of them? Yeah, they're like four of them. They got taken out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. This is getting cut. Take this out. Um, hey, ben, how can, come you put, I... can you put a hit on the last minute of this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be I'm the one who keeps getting canceled. <laughs> um, I would love to hear your secret ingredient. Can we get a drum roll? Yes. yes. A very, a very like okay. soft drum roll. Drum roll, please, for Henry Sheeran's secret ingredient. The etymology of a word you learned in middle school. Oh, delicious. Okay. Or elementary school, I don't remember, in school. Yes. Yeah. And that would be cross. Crossed. Mm-hmm. Across. What's the line from the monologue? It is, I have it here in front of me. That's right, cross. The word comes from the same root as across. Fundamentally perpendicular. Yeah, so I I like to think about words you were taught that were on like the what was the SSAT? That was the fifth grade one. Wow, yes. oh, yeah. I mean You just unlocked a core memory. So there are yeah. certain words record, fuck all those tests. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to some of our demos today and I was like, I have to stop cursing on this podcast. Yeah. But fuck standardized <laughs> testing. Yeah. Fuck it. Super sucky ass. Yeah, super titties. fuck it. <laughs> no, that's too much of a compliment for it. Yeah, no. Nothing nothing as beautiful as the human body right. deserves to come right. near the standardized fucking anyway. <laughs> you were saying I was saying that I love I love that there's a genre. I believe, first of all, there to be a genre of words that are on the SSAT that no adult human uses. One of them is fib, and one of them is cross. Mm. Nobody ever used those words except for my third grade teacher, Mm. and she was putting it on. He fibbed to me, and then I was cross. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was quite cross. And I said, listen, cross. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Very fucking go. <laughs> Henry Henry just left the studio and now we have with us the one the only Patrick Warburton. Patrick, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for paying me five dollars to be here, guys. Oh. I usually three thousand an hour is my rate, so Patrick, it's so good to have you here. How is Cusco's poison? Cusco's poison tastes kinda salty in a way I don't like. Oh, and they ruined your spinach pasta <laughs> yeah. tonight. Yeah, and I'm dying. <laughs> 
Can you please say the following line in the voice? I am re-emerging right there. Can you give it? Yeah, thank you. You're making me do this. Yes, yeah. I am making you do this. I am re-wombing. I am re-emerging from the canal. I'm a baby now. I'm a baby, Daniel. Do you like that? Wah. <laughs> oh, not the crap. Oh. Did you say send him a release? Patrick? <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, no, it's, per- it's this- for parody purposes. It's fine. <laughs> is this using his likeness in perpetuity? Yeah. I signed a release. See, I can't do it. And now I'm on tape not doing it well. Um, <laughs> you sounded like a family guy. Peter. Peter. What? Peter. Like, 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 what's the main guy's name in Family Guy? Uh, Chris. Uh, no. No. <laughs> what's no. his nickname? Peter. Right. Oh. No, clearly it's Tony Soprano. <laughs> like, oh. you established this. Okay. No, no he's in The Wire. I want to be serious. I want to go back. Okay. okay. Actually, talking about the one episode of The Sopranos I have seen, the pilot. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mom and dad who love that show and want me to watch all of it. Um, there is some fundamental irony in that. You were talking about fundamental irony and tension. Mm-hmm. And the geese are funny. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's so emotionally attached right. to these birds, Tony mm-hmm. Sopranos attached to these birds, <laughs> is funny. But mm-hmm. it's really, it's a, it's emotional because mm-hmm. they fly away and then he has a heart attack, right? Mm-hmm. Um Panic attack. Panic attack. Yeah. And then he starts seeing his therapist, which is the framing device for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's why that show is so successful, is because it was like, we're going to do a really intense mob story about a man who's very devoted to his family, but the pilot is going to center his emotional life around geese in his mm-hmm. pool. Mm-hmm. And that, that that is supported by a fundamental irony. Well, yeah, I mean, just in many ways, like the that, I think that's right. It, it, it's the you know, as an audience member, it's putting my mindset into like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand when it first, two thousand one when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Like m- my iconography and my understanding of mobster stories are the incredibly violent, macho, often Italian American men, right, who don't have feelings, who be- who struggle with their inner life, and then you present me with Tony Soprano, who's like the f- in the in, in the first episode actually has this incredibly rich, um, you know, he's talking to a therapist and he has he's, he's like. Uh, petting geese in a pool or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like that that is our, I'm already engaged with that because I you know it's you're looking at me like I'm speaking French no <laughs> no no I'm loving it oh okay no <laughs> it also it also has something that I think is like one of my favorite engines for drama is the is the there is no mastery engine like mm-hmm. like it's the it's the trying and failing to have control over the realm you've declared your realm. I mean, that's the show, and that's and that's Fleabag too. You oh, know what I mean? Yes. And that's like, and that's that's so much stuff. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of. That's also Shiva Baby. Like yes. that's the mm. plot of Shiva. Like she's like trying to have control over the space that she, and like she can't. And like, and and Fleabag can't have control over how she feels about her sex and love life. Absolutely. She can only control her reactions to her reactions, mm-hmm. which is like And with Fleabag, great. she's like, I'm a depraved sex addict, but I'm in love, question mark? Right. Mm-hmm. And then, oh my God, King Lear and therefore succession. It's like, oh, this man is the most powerful man you could possibly imagine and everyone mm-hmm. wants what he has, but he's losing control of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Ch- Tony Soprano is in charge of an unbelievable empire and is capable of incredible violence, but his emotional life is catching up to him. Mm-hmm. But Logan, what's interesting is Logan Roy would, I think, be a boring character if his body weren't decaying. Yes. Like, because in that show, he weirdly does have mastery 
often over the like over the family and the business like mm -hmm. he kind of keeps winning because we're following Kendall who keeps losing mm -hmm. but it's his decaying aging self that like gives him the fundamental tension because if he were like a strong 35 year old CEO right. like I don't know I don't know that that would be an interesting character mm -hmm. I think this is a perfect time for our next segment what I'm particularly excited for and it is the one minute stand and so this is where you get an opportunity to spend um, one minute, though not exact, we will not time you, to shout out someone in the writing creative world, really anybody, dead, alive, famous, not yet famous, who you love. So without further ado, here's Henry Sheeran's one minute stand. I want to stand a friend, acquaintance of mine named Jonah Bobo. And Jonah was in the 24 hour plays nationals with me in 2018 or 19. I actually don't remember. Um, but he's a composer and a musician, and he wrote a musical in 24 hours with Elise Ween, your friend who's a playwright. Mm -hmm. yes. um, and uh, he released a record last year called New Grass Suite, like bluegrass, but new grass. Oh. And it's so beautiful and it's like it was one of those moments where like someone I know who's my age releases something like a record and I listen to it and I'm just like damn like mm. they're doing something that nobody any older than us is doing mm -hmm. period and that's so so exciting mm -hmm. and one of the songs is called letters and I just think everybody should listen to it it's beautiful and it helped me through a breakup last year also oh, um, yay. Say his name so one more thanks time. Jonah Jonah Bobo and he he this will come as a surprise to him because we haven't talked in like two years but Jonah Bobo yeah beautiful everyone yeah. go listen to new grass suite mm -hmm. by Jonah Bobo on Spotify yeah or wherever, wherever you get your music yeah yeah the ground the ground yeah I pull my music from underneath me yes, from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I mine it um Henry Sheeran it has been an absolute delight having you on the chef's monologue. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. A rapturous, dizzying delight to have you here. Um. Thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. Everyone, you heard Tim Flowers fires his therapist by the one, the only Henry Sheeran. Henry, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. This is a blast. I've never sat with other people and spoken into a mic like this. Um, I've sat next to Mike and spoken to Mike like this. Thank you guys. Yeah, thanks. This was so much fun. <laughs>